You're listening to the Bride Chilla Podcast, helping bride chillas and groom chillas plan their wedding minus the bullshit. One podcast at a time with your host, Alicia McCormack. Well, howdy there. Thank you so much for joining me. This is episode 384 of the Bride Chilla Podcast. I am Alicia. I host this here podcast and uh, don't do the accent this early on. And Alicia, if you're going to do the accent, do it better than that. That was a very shoddy Amateur Hour American Accent. So today's episode comes from a Facebook post in the Bride Chiller community. I asked members of the Bride Chiller community, what advice would you give to your newly engaged self knowing what you know now? And I've titled this episode, The Wedding Planning Time Machine. Thank you, train noise in the background. I've got the booth door open because it's slightly stuffy, so if you hear any noise bleed, that's what's happening. I live in central London. There's always some noise happening. There's always street yelling. I don't know who needs to yell on a street at any time unless it's an emergency, and I can guarantee you the street yelling that happens outside our apartment 99% of the time is not an emergency. I digress. So the wedding planning time machine. I thought this was a good question to ask because so often, and this is not just for wedding planning, I personally am the sort of person that shoots from the hip. I hear something, I learn about something, and I want to try it out. I want to jump straight into it. I'm an achiever. I'm, I'm someone that doesn't like wasting time. And I can sometimes, sometimes, if Rich was here, he'd say a lot of the time, get excited, overcommit, jump in, start doing all this stuff, and then later on realize, oh, if I'd just taken a beat, if I'd just paused for a momo, then perhaps I'd do things differently or things would be easier for me if I'd planned ahead of the time and not just jumped in all guns blazing. I've done two gun metaphor things in this intro, unnecessary. So I don't want to say that jumping in and doing things, I mean, I've made lots of decisions in my life that have been just really quick and I've trusted my gut, which I'm a very big believer in, not woo-woo. I just think we have an instinct that says this is the right thing to do or if we feel like this is a bit iffy, a bit off, then definitely listen to that instinct. But I want to say I've made a lot of decisions that I think are right. But when it comes to the situation like wedding planning, where you have probably a year up your sleeve, I know there are some members of the community who are getting engaged and planning a wedding within six months. Uh, Salute to you. Totally doable. Fantastic. You do have to make decisions a little quicker. More quickly? Mm, I don't know about that one. But when it comes to having a little bit more time and also finding a balance between not waiting 50 years to decide on something and then becoming completely overwhelmed because you have so much choice that you don't know what to do and then also not just making rash decisions on the spot because you think it's the right thing to do. This is what today's episode's about. I want to share with you some of the responses from the Bride Chiller community because I think no matter what stage of wedding planning you're at, you will find it valuable to hear someone else's perspective. Because to me, it's really interesting. I was looking at our stats. I try not to do this very often, our listener stats, but it's handy to go back and see what episodes really resonate with the listeners of the Bride Chiller podcast and what episodes maybe don't as much. So one thing I notice is the Q&A episodes, very popular. 
And I totally get that because it's natural for us as people to go, I want to hear what other people are having trouble with. And you either you either relate to them and think, yes, I'm also having that problem. I'm happy to hear a response that you know might help me. And then on the other hand, you think, oh, shit, someone's having a worse time than me. Thank fuck, that's great. I feel better about my situation. So I thought this episode, in the same sort of guise, might be helpful. And there's a wide range of, of responses. My brain just stopped then for a second. Apologies. What's this weird voice? Very painful. But there's also a lot of helpful advice that I think if you are just in the initial stages, the first six months of wedding planning, if you're struggling with decision making, or you just are a little bit lost as to what to do next or what you should be prioritizing, which is a big sort of theme of today's episode, as you'll hear, then I think it's going to be helpful for you. I really do. Now, first off, I want to say there are lots of responses that just simply say one word. What do we think that word is? It's elope. Now, I think eloping, just as a side note, is great if that's what you want to do. And as we've said, we, as in I, in numerous episodes, eloping doesn't necessarily just mean that it's you and your partner, or it can, taking off somewhere without telling anyone. Eloping could actually mean a small destination wedding. It just really means being able to move away from the traditional, air quotes, wedding where you invite 50 to 100 people and go and plan this sort of big event. And it could mean that you're just doing a more intimate event elsewhere or in your hometown, doesn't have to be away, and make that happen. I'm very pro-eloping, and I think there are lots of opportunities now for couples to really explore different destinations and different options that suit their budget and suit their lifestyle a lot more than maybe even five years ago. There are lots of businesses, as you heard a couple of weeks ago, Brit and Josh in Australia run the Elopement Collective. There are companies like that all over the world that basically you can hand over your wedding planning to and just turn up on the day and with a small group of friends or just the two of you and just do it. So I think it's a really modern decision. And although a lot of people I'm sure have written elope as a way to say, fuck this shit, I actually really support the decision for bride chillers and groom chillers taking the step away from planning a bigger wedding and just eloping if that's what suits you. That's all you need to do. You, your partner, the person to make it official, that's it. That's a wedding. Right now, more importantly, to your answers, Bride Chiller Kelsey says, I would suggest to myself that I would give myself a month or two or three to actually enjoy being engaged if time allows. Don't jump into the planning, asking bridesmaids and groomsmen, finding the venue, choosing a date, etc. Don't let drama drag you down, i.e., the one bridesmaid who complains about everything and doesn't give in to people who pressure you for an invite and doesn't feel bad that you can't invite everyone. Let me just unpack Kelsey's message here. She's done sort of four really good points that I want to share. Firstly is give yourself a month or two to enjoy being engaged. Even if you've already jumped in and started planning and you haven't given yourself that time, take a rain check on the planning and just actually bask in that loveliness of finding your fellow weirdo, having a ring on it, and making those decisions to move forward together in this scenario as a you know married duo and enjoy it. So often we just think, and I think this comes from family and friends as well, who immediately, immediately ask you 48,000 questions 36 seconds after you announce your engagement, which is unfair 
and stupid where you go, hi, we're getting, we're engaged, we're getting married. And they're like, great, when is the wedding? When is it happening? I need to book my tickets. I have, I've been on Hotels.com. It's, it's selling out. When am I? You know, like, just fucking relax. Relax. We'll keep you up to date. Uh, and then also Kelsey says about not getting dragged down into all the little finicky fucking annoying dramas that may or may not occur. I'm hoping that you've got a really cool bunch of people who aren't... Oh, who doesn't have the time to get into all that shit. But, you know, it does happen as... We've mentioned so many times before, I think we need to cut some bridesmaids, especially some slack. It can be a really emotional time depending on where you are in your life compared to where your bridesmaids are. I know I have been in the situation where we have been, you know, I have been desperately unhappy with my dating life, my personal life, and going along to a friend's wedding and going, yeah, I'm so happy for you, but I'm fucking miserable. Or, you know, people have issues with one friend liking, air quotes, another friend more or them having different history to you and then trying to deal with jealousy or their own ego. Shit happens. I'm not saying these people are bad people for thinking this. Other people are not as in touch with their emotions or how to communicate those feelings to you or don't know how to say it in a way that doesn't make them seem like divas so they act out. I just want us to be aware that, yes, dramas happen, try and stay away from them, but also just be mindful of your friend's feelings and that perhaps they're acting a certain way because they feel deep down inside something that they're not wanting to say, so they make everyone else's life shit, when really if they just said, I feel like shit, or I'm jealous, or I'm sad, or I wish this was happening to me, or I'm having an unhappy marriage and I'm already married and I'm deeply bitter, or I'm having a great marriage, but you're richer than me and I can't stand that, or blah, 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 blah. So many of us, you know, me included, carry around stuff that is not healthy and sometimes it's better to just wash over it or be really kind and caring and gentle with them and hopefully fix it because I'm hoping you've picked your bridesmaids and groomsmen because they're people that you really connect with and love. I hope. I really like bride chiller Maddie's response to my question about advice you'd give to your newly engaged self. She says, I decide why you are getting married and then decide how you want to celebrate those reasons. This is such a good strong sentence. Say it again. Decide why you're getting hitched and then decide why you want to celebrate, what you want to celebrate. Is it a dinner after signing papers at a courthouse? Do you elope or have a micro wedding at a beautiful, meaningful destination? Is it a game night with your favorite people? The way to celebrate are endless and don't have to follow the, quote, traditional wedding pattern. Whatever is the most meaningful way for you and your partner to honor your union, and the reasons you've decided to get married is the best kind of wedding. Maddie, I hope you're telling yourself this every day because it's fucking great advice. Bride chiller Jennifer says, do not jump in on the let me ask slash choose my bridesmaids bandwagon too quickly. Take time to think about and be clear about what those expectations are and who you'd like to be there with you slash for you. Again, good advice. Sometimes we really get involved in feeling obligation and saying, well, she asked me to be her bridesmaid, so I have to ask her, even though we haven't spoken to each other in three and a half years and I don't know her children's names. Again, just be mindful of it. Don't have to rush. No one is waiting by the phone, and if they are, they can wait a little bit longer. In the Bride Chiller Survival Guide, this is my long-form wedding planning guide. It is a reading book, not a doing book. The field guide is the doing book. 
just to make sure everyone understands. The Survival Guide is the red uh, spined book that I have written. And in it, I have in chapter two, it's over 100 questions to ask your partner before you say I do. And it's a really fun exercise. There are serious questions. There are some quirky questions like, would you brain your partner if they were infected in the in the apocalypse, in the zombie apocalypse? I think it's a solid question. I think we should all ask each other, if I'm infected, could you go through with it? Could you put a screwdriver through my brain to stop me from biting and continuing the infection? Very good question. However, uh, I also talk about money a lot and then move on to the questions that you should ask each other before you start planning anything that comes to spending money on your wedding. Which brings me to the lovely bride chiller Renee who says, save money before setting the venue and booking the venue. There are so many things that cost more than what you'd expect depending on where you live and make sure you set realistic expectations for your vision. She's totally right, and this really means that you are both aligned with the same budget. I totally agree that, totally, I've said totally 20 times, I totally, 30, I agree that it is important to get on the same page with money, but also do a little bit of pre-saving. If you don't have the cash to pay for anything and you are not being uh, generously donated money by the wedding donors, maybe in your family or friends, then you need to have the cash ready. So perhaps that's about coming up with a budget plan and saying for the next year, we're going to save so many dollars, pounds, pence a month, and then we're going to then start booking. Spending money you do not have can be really fucking bad. Which is why Bride Chiller Brett had the very correct idea who said, I wouldn't change the fact that we opened a separate wedding account. We have a joint account for joint bills and our own personal finance checking accounts. My fiance suggested just putting wedding money in the joint bill account. And I said, no, we need a separate one. So we don't ever spend wedding allocated money on bills. This is so true. It is so easy. It literally takes two seconds. Jump online, get an account, move some money, and then just make sure that's the wedding account. So simple. Why aren't we all doing it? There'll be more of your wedding time machine ideas, thoughts, comments, feedback after this break. Our friends at Generation Tux are all about helping groom chillers and groomsmen chillers, got to work on that one, look and feel their best when they are wearing and choosing their groomsmen and grooms attire. Generation Tux uses very sophisticated means to ensure that the suits that you select and order from their website fit like a glove. My husband Rich has recently worn two Generation Tux suits to our friends' weddings and we have been delighted with how incredibly well the suits fitted him and just how suave he looked. He was my very own James Bond. Generation Tux offer free swatches delivered straight to your door so you can figure out your colour scheme. They even have a free home try-on for the groom and a free groom's rental offer. I'm going to get to that in a second. The best part is that everything arrives on the doorstep of all of the bridal party members, no matter where they all are. You can have people all over the country. You can ship their suits directly to them 14 days before the wedding. So that means if there are any fit issues or something doesn't feel right, there is plenty of time to take care of them. Here's the next best thing. 
they're not asking you to send the suit back. They just send a new garment based on your needs directly to that bridal party member. So you're not having to organise Brian in Arkansas while Jerry's in California with another suit. They're looking after themselves. The suits are delivered directly to them. And then after the party, after the wedding, all they need to do is throw everything back in the box and they use the prepaid label to drop it off at the UPS and send it back to Generation Tux. They offer free round-trip shipping, free swatches and free home try-on and, I said I'd get to this bit, a free rental for the groom with five paid party members. Bonus! They even have a wedding planner program to assist all of the planners out there. I know you're listening, chiller planners. Get on board. This is a really good deal. Chillers, save your sanity by checking out generationtux.com slash bridechiller and use the promo code BRIDECHILLER for 10% off the entire groom's party. Combine that with your free offer, you are singing. All you need to do is go to generationtux.com slash bridechiller and use the promo code BRIDECHILLER for 10% off the entire groom's party. Chillers, I have been taking care of vitamins for nearly two years now. Care of are a subscription service that deliver vitamins and supplements customized for your specific health needs and send them directly to you in gorgeous packaging that remind you to take them every day, which is something I need. I need consistency and I need to be reminded to do these things. All you need to do is take care of short quiz answer a couple of questions about your diet, your lifestyle, your fitness and health goals, and then care of magically, well, not magically, they've got a system, they've got a process. They put together a personalized plan just for you. It's all about making health and wellness a priority and care of makes it really easy to upgrade your health routine subsidize the bits and pieces that you aren't getting in your diet and giving yourself the support this season with the boost perhaps you're looking for more energy god aren't we all looking for more energy or better sleep maybe you are wanting to maintain some stress chillers it can be really hard to select what vitamins and supplements are good for you you could literally spend hours standing in a pharmacy or supermarket reading the backs of all of the various vitamin containers but care of makes it super easy to figure out what you specifically need to be your healthiest and what amount of these things you should be taking you can modify your subscription at any time whenever your needs or preferences change and care of make sure what you're putting into your body are from the best sources and backed by honest guidance with transparency all available to you on their website so you could go in you can figure out what you need read all about what they're offering and make sure it's right for you for 25% off your first care of order all you need to do is go to takecareof.com and enter the promo code bridechiller that's 25% off your first care of order go to takecareof.com and enter the promo code bridechiller Hindsight is a lovely thing and I just want to say that no matter what stage of wedding planning you're at and what decisions you've made, what you've jumped into, it's never too late to make decisions to change things or or you know rearrange making sure that what your decisions that you're making now are right for you. 
Bride Chiller Renee said she would advise her past self in the future to have a smaller wedding, skip the caterer and throw a cookout or something. I like that, Renee. Sometimes you realise that you're following a path that you think is right for you, a lot getting you know, a big caterer, planning a big wedding, making all of that happen, when actually what would make you happy, as you said, is having a cookout, a barbecue, or a meeting a bunch of friends and having everyone bring a plate. Seriously, that is absolutely fine if that's what you want. Bride Chiller Kathleen says, I would spend the extra $1,000 and hire the day of coordinator. I don't entirely know where this money would have come from, but I regret not doing it. Me too. It's my biggest wedding regret that we didn't actually spend the extra money and have someone there to look out for us on the day and make sure that all of those little logistical moments that I didn't want to handle as a bride. And now I realize having spoken to well, probably hundreds of wedding planners over the last five years and coordinators that they are such valuable people to this process and also can provide insight and experience when it comes to realising that a timeline is incorrect or you're not leaving enough time for a certain activity or there should be a contingency of time, then going away and thinking about coordinating vendors and making sure that people arrive at the right time and that you haven't got a big truck coming in at the same time as another big truck's coming in to deliver items. These are things that, well, they might sound quite simple to us, but actually when it comes to running a successful event are really important and a lot of us wouldn't think think about the driveway being full at a certain time and making sure the florist arrives at a different time. That's actually something that can cause a lot of shit if you've got all the vendors arriving at once and nowhere to park or nowhere to unload or nowhere to meet and greet them can be trouble. So I totally agree. Investing in someone that knows their stuff and that will be able to contribute and maybe save you time and money when it comes to it, it's great. Bride Chiller Cat said, I would tell myself to totally just relax. You do not need to have booked anything in the first month. While I don't necessarily regret the decisions made early on, they have impacted decisions we can make now more than I realized when we were able to. And then also Amanda, Bride Chiller Amanda responded and says this exactly. I don't regret my choices. It's all going to be great, but I didn't spend enough time looking at all of the options available. And again, it gets exciting. You feel like you should be going out and doing something. You feel like there should be action happening. But really, time to settle, time to stew and think on things can be the most powerful decisions you make in the process. I mentioned earlier about parental involvement and wedding donors, as I call them. If you're new to the show, I nicknamed parents that contribute money or family members or close friends that are contributing money to your wedding. I call them wedding donors. I see it as almost akin to a political donation. They sometimes say, I don't want any involvement. Just take the money. And then that often isn't the case. Bride Chilla Erica answered the question of what advice she'd give. She said, to be honest, I would strongly consider pushing for elopement. My parents are absolutely insulted that my fiancé and I wanted to be involved in planning. They view wedding planning as their traditional duty and have made it clear that none of what we want is what they would have chosen. Nor did they ever ask what we wanted. They just assumed I'd pick only the flower colours that they want and I would just show up on the day. 
They think the personalization of today's weddings is silly. They wanted everything to match their wedding exactly, which was in 1980. Good year, but not great for weddings. Down to the menu and invite uh, an invitation wording and the dress. In the end, we got to plan what we wanted, but they're so openly critical that it feels like I'm burdening them and disappointing them. I'm having a really hard time enjoying any of the process, knowing my parents don't seem to be the least bit excited to celebrate our day, but I do absolutely love my fiancé. I felt a real pang reading Erica's message because, well, because it really goes against everything that I hope that bride chillers and groom chillers experience when they're planning their wedding. And the shame of it all is, I feel for her parents, is that they think they're doing the right thing. I'm sure there is a sense of obligation from their part that they're saying, no, 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 this is what we do. We have had this done for us before. We want to do it for you. We know best. And I suppose that's what parents (laughs) come to the conclusion as a parent. You think that you know best for your child and you're making decisions that are good for them. And it can be really hard for parents to then actually step back and say, well, potentially my child knows what's good for them. Maybe it's a, a, a. I'm doing a lot of armchair psychology. I'm just. I'm in a role today. Just want to say, not a psychologist. Just, just let it wash over you. Just enjoy it. My point is, I think there's a power exchange going on with parents and kids, and this is a really important time in your life to step up. And it sounds like you've absolutely done that. And I'm sorry that your parents are treating you in a way that makes you feel that you're not making the right decisions when, obviously, you've chosen the path you want to take which is not going for their 1980s menu and decor and decisions that are fitting into their traditional ideas and not necessarily yours. I think you've made a cracking decision and I think they will see when they come to your wedding day and see all of the details and experience it, hopefully they just let it go, let all their weird feelings of connection to their way of doing things go and enjoy the day. And if they don't, as my grandmother would have said, bunk them. It's their problem, not yours. And I think we have to release some of the burden that we feel when it comes to keeping parents happy and the obligation that's attached because it can feel a little emotionally blackmaily, I want to say. And I don't think it's on purpose. Maybe it is, but, you know, it can be really hard and you should be enjoying this process, not feeling that they're being disappointed all the time because I'm sure they're not disappointed. They're just probably shitty because they didn't get their own way. Bride Chiller Ashley said... I'd like to avoid getting caught up in being a certain type of fiancé chiller. Traditional, unique, high maintenance, low maintenance, your great aunt and your one hipster friend who juggles for a living will both find something to gripe about. So just be yourself and forget the rest. Yes, this is like the beacon of all best things. Someone's always going to not like something you're doing or someone's always going to think of a better way to do it or always have an opinion. Fuck it. Put the opinion shield up and let it bounce off because it's not worth worrying about. Amen. Amen. Uh, We've also got Bride Chiller Sarah says, one, I would have let people help me more when they offered. This is a big one. Accepting help I'm really bad at it sometimes. So I am, you know, when I read this, I'm like, actually, you should accept help more often, so much more in your life. Two, stay stronger when talking to future mother-in-law about anything related to the wedding. (laughs) Again, we go into people-pleasing mode, but like, yeah, 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 yeah. I totally agree with what you're saying. 
come back to my favorite saying, that's not going to work for me. Number three, make a better, more detailed plan B, rain plan, just as good as plan A. Very good point. So often we get into denial about weather, which is the one thing we cannot control when it comes to any event, especially your wedding. So if you are having an outdoor wedding, even if it looks crackingly good weather, you just should have a firm plan in place if shit hits the fan it rains, it storms, a hurricane happens, whatever, you should know what you need to be doing when it comes to your wedding day and not figure that out two days before because it will be more expensive and it will be more stressful for you. Bride Chiller Alyssa says, oh, I like this. One, listen to Bride Chiller podcast sooner. Thank you, Alyssa. I mean, good. You found me. You found us. I think it's good. You've made good headway. Two, don't get set on an idea too early. Things change. It's his wedding too, and he may not feel the same way. Good, also good. That goes back to having the discussions early on about budget, your expectations for the day, working together as a team. And three, she says, pick your battles. Also great. From a fellow stubborn person, not saying you're stubborn, Alyssa, but I can be a little bit stubborn and I can hold on to a grudge, and I can hold on to something because I want to win. I'm very open about that. I do talk to a therapist occasionally about that, and I am not, <laughs> I am not ashamed. But I do find that sometimes I go into more competition mode and then realize if you just fucking let it go and sometimes, re- you know, relent a little bit, release things, release, it can feel really good. Bride chiller Amanda says, don't try and plan a wedding in seven months. Oh, Amanda, I, I, well, my, my chair nearly broke. Amanda, I want to say it's not for everyone. Fast wedding planning is not for everyone, but also it can really work if you're organized. I know that some people have very strict timelines due to partners being in other countries or being deployed or big life changes happening. I do think it's possible that I think you need to really be in the mindset to get it done and not leave everything to the last minute. Fun fact, if you are looking for episodes surrounding this, go to thebridechiller.com and you will find a bunch of episodes that I've done. One is called Hitched in a Hurry. If you just use the search bar, you'll be able to find blogs that are attached to all of my podcasts. I write show notes is what the podcast industry calls them. It's just a blog. But I try and add links and all the information. If I'm talking about something in an episode, I share them. There you go. Bride chiller Teresa says, she says, I would start spending money sooner so you don't have to spend it all at once closer to your date. So I think this is this is interesting. I suppose, Teresa, I want to caveat, I want to add a little caveat to your point. I agree with putting down payments when you've decided what to do. I think it's good to pay things off as you go rather than hitting that sort of two-month period when all of the vendors come to you with their hand out saying, it's time to pay. And you're like, fuck, that's all my money gone. So I do think if you can arrange payment programs or at least paying uh, you know, a, a bigger deposit, I say go for it. If you can afford to chunk things away, chunk it away, is that what I'm trying to say? You know what I mean? Pay as you go. It can really help because when you get to the end, it can really hurt. 
and just keep track of shit. Get a spreadsheet, get the field guide. The Bridechiller Field Guide's got a nice little budget template if you'd rather write with a pen under paper. That's a good place to write it down. Wherever you choose to write it down, keep a notebook. Make sure you know what's coming. Add it to a bloody Google calendar. I don't care. Just make sure you're not scared when people send you invoices. You should be prepared for them. Bridechiller Emily, this is something that I think we should just take on, not just for Bride Chiller Land, this is in the everyday. Stop worrying about what other people think. She says, this is so basic life advice, but I am terrible at taking it. And I agree. I sometimes worry about other businesses in our, in our zone, or I think about, oh, there's another five wedding podcasts launching. And then I'm like, what are you talking about? Stay in your lane, bitch. Well, I like to get out of my lane, actually. But stay in your lane of thinking about what you think and what you want to do, what you want to achieve. Because as we know, comparison is the thief of joy. And often we get so wrapped up in other people's shit that it can burden us when we should just be enjoying what we're doing. And I always come back to going, I embrace uh, when I think about my business, I embrace all the other businesses around because they're all different to Bride Chiller. They're all different to me. My USP is me, big old loudmouth here. And also, whatever, you know, other podcasts launching and other books coming out, it's great because it attracts more attention. And I know what I put out is great. So, what you're planning, what wedding you're planning is great. And it's very different from other people's weddings. And that's great because that means it's your wedding. Bradshaw Keeley says, slow the fuck down and just enjoy it. Yes, sometimes, often, especially at the moment in our current state in life, we can just speed through things and we don't actually look around and feel grateful for having great friends and our health and feeling like the process that we're going on, this journey, is just as enjoyable or should be just as enjoyable, sometimes a bit annoying, but okay, as the wedding because it'll all be zip zap over in two seconds and it'll be done. So take a breath, take a moment to ponder, don't feel rushed into doing anything and just feel feel the moment a little bit more. We should be doing that more often. Note to self, I should be doing that a little bit more often. Last two I have here, Bride Chiller Melissa says, don't listen to unsolicited advice. This is true. Everyone, everyone, If you get anything from this episode, there's been a lot said, a lot of great advice shared. But the one thing, and I wrote a whole chapter about it in the Survival Guide, which actually has a fucking kick-ass illustration, which is like my version of Wonder Woman. It's our bride chiller Wonder Woman, not trademarked. And she is deflecting opinions. And I think it comes back to this idea of going back to like what Erica's parents are saying, that they know best and everyone wants to give advice because they think it's helpful. And sometimes it is helpful. Advice can be great. But often when you're in the heat of the moment and you're booking things and you're spending money and you're trying to make decisions, people pop in and, and give advice and you just want to punch them in the throat. But that's not a good solution. Don't punch people in the throat. It's dangerous and violence isn't the answer. But also... It's good to sometimes, again, pick your battles. I think we've just mentioned that. Just to let them give the advice, let it wash over you and move on with your life and not get stressed about it because people have different bits of advice they offer you and God forbid if you get pregnant and go through all that, I'm sure that's a whole nother huge area of life where people are giving unsolicited advice all the time because they know best because they've done it before. 
And it's just like it's not worth getting worried about or fighting back because some people want to give advice, but they do not want to hear your response. Final, final, final point. Bride Chiller Jessica says, being too apathetic is just as bad as being too picky. Often I get a response saying, are you saying bride chillers don't care? That's sort of the the quick response. And there have been a couple of articles written in some mainstream media um, where someone has said, well, the idea of a bride chiller is just saying that people leave everything to the last minute and they don't give a shit. And I completely disagree. Ofs. That's not what I'm saying at all. I think being a bride chiller or a groom chiller is about being in control, making decisions, not allowing the small things to worry you. Uh, deflecting opinions and obligation that you are taking on that is completely unnecessary. But I also agree with you, Jessica. I think it's about being organized and not leaving things to the last minute so you get totally stressed out, not feeling like things will just resolve because some magician's going to come along and fix it without you implementing it. It's about being proactive, not procrastinating, but also just being able to make decisions freely and stick to them and move on with your life. There you go. Oh my gosh, thank you everyone who has contributed to today's conversation. It was really great reading all of your responses and seeing how chiller everyone is, but also realizing that, you know, we learn as we go. And for many of us, this is a a first-time experience, or what's even more interesting, if you're planning a second or a third wedding, that you have learned from your doings. I was going to say mistakes, not mistakes, just activities in the past, things that you might do differently, but also being able to stop and reflect and say, okay, six months ago, I did this. How would I change it? How can I improve? How can I be less stressed? How can I embrace the moment and just get shit done? That to me is a really true sort of chiller mentality. And I think we should be doing it more often with more parts of our lives. Thank you for listening to the Bride Chiller podcast. If you enjoy this show, then tell a friend who's getting hitched. Say, hey, I've heard this great show. It's hosted by a loudmouth who swears a little bit, but I think she might help you along the way. And make sure that you invite them to join the Bride Chiller Facebook community. If you're not a part of the Bride Chiller community, all you need to do is search for Bride Chiller Community answer three questions that we put there to keep the trolls out because they're fuck faces and we don't want them in our group and we invite you to come and contribute and sort of share ideas with your fellow chillers get on board the same sort of chiller train and plan your wedding without the shit if you would like to invest in the bride chiller guides you can buy the bride chiller pack that is the survival guide and fuel guide plus a pack of three sassy pencils one of which says fuck perfect on it great to take to work. Um, All you need to do is head to bridechillerstore.com and you can buy the pack and save $14 by buying both books together. And if you're particularly sassy, you can use the code word NEWCHILLER, that is N-E-W-C-H-I-L-L-A for 10% off. NEWCHILLER. And uh, all you need to do is visit bridechillerstore.com or you can pick them up on Amazon uh, wherever you are. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for your positive ratings and reviews. Until next week's episode, I wish you all happy days. The Bride Chiller Podcast. The only place a cookie cutter should be used is in the kitchen. Am I right?